Welcome to this very special edition of Flavored Enemy, Ever Realms, The Dark City. This is a special 10-episode series that deals with graphic depictions of body horror, violence, and suspense themes. As such, it is recommended only for mature audiences, and listener discretion is strongly advised. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy The Dark City. Welcome to The Dark City. Tonight's special flavored enemy of realms, we go back to a time long before heroes, to a time of darkness and evil. An empty room, save for the singular soul that resides in its halls, barely clasping to life, he musters every ounce of energy he has. All the blood within his body boiling under the magical strain he is under. Carving rune after rune into the walls, he makes a last-ditch effort, an attempt to save his city. But it's dying. It's dying fast. Hordes and hordes of orcs crash against the gates, against the walls, against the stone like violence in the form of a flood. Who knows how long the doors will hold, but not long enough. As the runes are carved and time continues onwards, life drains away from this human. Barely clinging on, it triggers the magic and summons from across all of time champions. Champions to fight back, fight back against the evil that crashes against Varask. As he slips, blood spilling from his veins onto the floor. The runes catch and light emanates as the first of our champions is summoned. Delarian, would you mind describing to us what it is we see as Delarian enters the circle summoned into the runes well delarian he delarian's never been the biggest of fellas or uh and he's he's never wanted for much out of life but he's uh he was you know getting into his middle age uh comfortably and uh he's got a nice bushy beard because he doesn't have time to shave it um uh, his clothing is torn and patched and torn and patched uh, to the point where you're not sure where the old was and the new begins. And the only thing that looks well-maintained is his weaponry. Delarian, uh, as he comes into being into the circle, he you can, he's running. Uh, and he catches himself as the forest he was running through in where he was from uh, is no longer in sight and this room, this strange room appears to him. Looking around you, you see the dead human on the floor, veins dripping, blood pooled around him, coating the rune that he had carved into the floor. Door is barred, but being rammed against. There's no other way out besides that door. There's a slew of weapons that is hanging from ceremonial brackets on the far wall. 
but save for that, there's nothing else in this room. Well, Delarian looks around, uh, makes a quick judgment call, and says, whatever killed him is probably coming for me next. He pulls out his trusty crossbow and uh, cocks back and is just waiting for whatever's coming through that door next. As the rune magic from the circle lights up again, Gorzich is summoned right there in the center of this room. Gorzich, could you describe yourself and what it is that's happening as you are summoned to this runic circle? Gorzich catches her balance as she had been leaning against a wall that is now, to her perspective, no longer there. You see a half-orc woman heavily favoring her, her mother's orcish side with the stereotypical green skin and broad shoulders standing a hair over six feet tall. She has shoulder-length braids pulled back into a into a ponytail with her head shaved at the side. Currently she's wearing a sleeveless leather jacket and holding what looks like a handful of papers that she was in, in, uh, combing through. And as she catches herself and writes the cigar hanging from her, the lit cigar hanging from her lips, she looks around the room try to take in what she can. Are you there? Are, uh, are you are you with them? I point at the door. Her hand drops quick to a uh, handle of a revolver at her hip. As I've already got her. the crossbow laid on you. There's and no way you get her. your pistol first. <laughs> she doesn't. She doesn't draw it. She just raises. She raises her right hand, to sort of in a gesture of in a flat palm, and says, "Oh no, no need, no need for violence." As her hand just hovers over the the grip. No need for violence. Just where are we? What what is this? No clue, but I wouldn't say there's no need for violence just yet. By the sounds of it, whoever's on that door is going to be real upset to find that that guy's already dead, and we're not. Who, who is he? I don't know. Are you, uh, are you new here as well? Yeah, I got here first. Well, it probably means I'm the most important, which means the most people's going to be trying to kill me. So, good luck. Uh... Runic circle lights again, spinning and spiraling with arcane energy. The fires burn a deep, dark black. As spiraling out of control, Koji appears in the center. Koji, could you describe yourself and what it is we see? Um, as uh, coming through is a medium-height individual with a popped collar jacket, blue on the outside, red interior lining, and a gold trim with a blue shirt underneath and a red ascot. Gray trousers and blue uh, suede boots. Um, rather dusty, uh, light skin, burnt orange hair with um, two fox ears and two fox tails um, coming out from behind him. With a flourish, he flips around a playing card. Is this your... Oh, you're not the children I was performing for just a moment ago. Uh, I transfer the crossbow to him now. Now, now. Hello. Are you with them? I'm with no one. Well, I think you better be with us. Because if, if you're not with us in there and you're not with them, there's probably going to be a lot less of us in a minute. So, um, fair enough. 
Questions later. We'll figure it out together. Point taken, good sir. I sure hope there's more than just us three. And the runic fire lights again. It sparks gems cascading around and disappearing into dust as Prism appears in the center. Prism, could you describe yourself, please? Uh, yes, you see um, just over five feet tall, a almost glowing crystal, crystalline dragonborn uh, just sprinting um, through this circle uh, with a shield on their left arm and a just almost you know whisper thin rapier on on the in the right hand um and she just comes skidding to a halt uh in this room now uh, what, what are you are you with them or no no, no are, are you? you with them are you with them you can just see there's just like there's just like gunpowder looking like soot all over like she's just been like around a bunch of explosions. We need to, I think we need to. What? You look rather shell-shocked I... there, friend. <sighs> and she just starts hyperventilating. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, okay. Look, look, ma'am, we do not have time for this. You hear that? Oh, stay back, stay back. being slammed. Look, they're gonna come. They're not gonna stay back, I assure you. That's the sound of people, of, of, of monsters out for blood. They're coming to kill me, and you just happen to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. But if you don't want to die, you need to get up and get ready. Well, this is all your fault, then. Yeah, probably. Gorsuch is going to... She, she sort of straightens her, her posture, her hand still hovering over the handle of her gun, um, and just sort of tries to take stock of the people and trying to see if there's any similarities that would have brought us all together. You don't make out any similarities amongst the people here, but from outside, you can hear very broken and odd orcish being spoken outside in very angry yells of, the summoner's inside. We need to break this door down and stop him before he brings more of them. Summoner, huh? That explains, I guess... I guess that explains how we got oh. here. Wait, you speak monster? It's not monster, it's orcish. Oh! Well, that's not bad! Orcs ain't never done anything wrong by me. I'm sure we can talk to them and understand, let them understand that this entire thing was a misunderstanding. Yes, a pleasant conversation oh. is bound to work against um, people who are breaking down a door. Yeah. Orcs are no... Um, uh, their demeanor doesn't seem friendly. If we are going to talk this way out, I recommend that I do the talking. The runic fire lights up again, this time a spiraling white, beautiful and intriguing, drawing you all in with a gaze. The fire clears, and in its center we see Naza. Naza, could you describe yourself, please? Naza is a somewhat notable person, but not necessarily because there's anything special or extra about her, but because of what she lacks. If you saw her with her fellow tribe folk, she would look a lot shorter, a lot smaller, and almost out of place. 
Naza is a female Ganid. She's got dark hair that falls down her back and skin the colour of the earth, speckled with tattoos in various shades of blue. The shapes of Naza's tattoos look like they're connected through certain points, reminiscent of constellations. But you can also very obviously see that there are some gaps in the tattoos, almost as if, you know, it's ready to be filled with some more. But as Naza kind of almost walks in as if she had just opened a door and says, Rima, I'm right. And then notices where she is, looks around, looks behind herself and is just very confused and eyes the people she sees in front of her. Addy, aren't you a little short to be a Ganeed? And what would you know about a Ganeed? Oh, uh, sold Swan some uh, of my fey oil a while back. I get around. Well, I would say I'm, well, I'm tall enough, okay? But what is the meaning of this? Where are we and why are we here? Oh, ask them. Uh, All right. As far as I figured out, I was summoned here for monsters to kill me, but the, the guy who summoned it got it wrong and instead brought orcs to kill me. But uh, he speaks orc, so we're going we're gonna to negotiate our way through it. Uh, and if Gee. that don't work, we're going to use a lot of violence. Well, this one has apparently seemed to have taken charge so far. Yes, yeah, apparently. seems to believe he's the most important. As fungi and vines sprout from the runes, spiraling upwards to an intricate pillar, and then melting away as if acid, in its center we now see Rodon. Rodon, could you describe yourself, please? Rodon is a four-foot-ten, half-elf, half-fey, his wings never really grew in, but his ears kind of look like flayed fairy wings. His skin is a pale teal, and his hair has streaks of a similar color, but is mostly red, with copper goggles resting on top. You see his eyes are a lime green, and his irises seem to flare rapidly between fully dilated and then down to pinpoints. You see his arm is kind of outstretched as he's reeling back, uh, an orange spherical vial with bubbling and glowing orange liquid is in it, and you see this in his glove as he's reeling back, almost as if he's in mid-throw. Uh, he looks around the room, sees his scene change, and drops his hand down and puts the bomb behind his back. Uh, uh, what? what you got there? I point my crossbow at him, and in a pistol, I say, Did you come to kill me? I did not. I was gonna kill someone else. Not who are you people? You Why are missile? you planning on who killing people? Are you? Why are all of you here? Uh, Why are you here? I don't good question. No. Any of us are here. Is My it thing... anybody's birthday? Why is that man dead? I don't know. I oh, didn't kill I him. Didn't even see that. I are you a... sure? Yeah. You... I want. Can I go over and check this man's pulse? <laughs> You can notably see the fact that most of his blood is on the outside of his body. But sure, yeah, That, that doesn't mean anything. Whoa. Yeah, go ahead. How intriguing. How disturbing. Uh, yeah, there's no pulse. I get down and kind of start poking him with my rapier. Wow, he fully bled no. himself. I, I don't no. know that's quite polite. I will He's just, I will, I will fend you off with my rapier. No, no. 
Okay. Fire. All right. All right. I'm not a good fighter. I put my rapier back. Fire spins. It turns black. Feathers cascading around. The room itself quiets as your voices all leave you until there's nothing but silence and the fall of feathers. And at its center, we can see Scree. Scree, could you describe yourself, please? As I appear, uh, Scree is appears almost like he was sitting. Um, and as his form fully materializes, he falls and hits the ground on his rear with a squawk. Uh, he jumps up quickly, his hand going to the his worn, trusty uh, hand axe that he has strapped to a leather belt at his side. Uh, his belt is made of a purplish leather, as is most of his armor, trimmed with a uh, sort of brownish material uh, with silver studs. He wears a black, tattered cloak that on the inside is a darkish purple that matches the almost matches the iridescent, purpley-black uh, color of his feathers. Uh, he looks around in a sort of panicked manner, um, and in a voice of his own, he calls out, Who, who are you people? Where am I? That appears oh, to be the question of the hour, doesn't it? Yeah, we, uh... At least the next couple minutes tell whoever busts through that door and kills us is done. Nolan Tabor at your service, uh, Pumple Street Magician. We like birds. Hmm. That sounded unnecessarily creepy there, friend. What? Um, he gives a sort of awkward little half bow. Uh, hello, my name is Scree Brock, he says. Gorza Chelfrin. Uh, nice to meet you. The fire begins to spin once again. But it's sputtering now, like it's losing power, as the body nearby you all is shriveling up, blood evaporating in the air. The fire sputters and spits until it dies quietly. Now Gorzis draws her gun. Leaving behind, we hear the agonizing screeching of Menowin, missing the majority of her leg splinched off, his blood pouring everywhere as the runes were unable to conjure her completely. Menowin, what do we see as you are currently bleeding out and screeching in agony? Well, Menowin has tan skin and brown and blonde hair that's braided into a paint ponytail at the nape of her neck. Uh, she has bright blue eyes that are currently closed as in agony. She has a leaf build, muscular and lean. She wears white leather armor over tattered traveling clothes. Her armor rests over her right shoulder, leaving her left sh her left shoulder bare, and her bracers are tied neatly around her wrists. Uh, on the middle finger of her right hand rests a signet ring adorned with the image of a serpent. She wears leather pants and, unfortunately, only one thick-soled black boot. She screams and clutches at her leg, Oh my goodness! Oh god! Oh okay, okay. Um, um oh, I might be anyone. I I, I can try something. Any... Uh, I'm going to oh, run oh, up to her, and I'm Nazo. going to try to do a lay on hands. Um, and I'll spend five points of that trying to see if I can just patch that up. And That's so you, you 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 get over there and 
use your lay on hands and the, the, the wound itself closes, leaving behind a stump. The blood kind of pools around and then stops. Um, but the leg is completely gone, right, right above the knee. Oh, um, yeah. Wow. Right, hand over a quarter staff. Once again, the pounding at the gates as the the, bra- the brace is getting ready to break. You can see it's starting to splinter at the center. You hear the sounds of orcs yelling and grunting on the other side. We need to get to him before he goes and summons some more of these cannon fodder. Oh, do not like the sound of that. Um, I have, may have... So what are we going for? Are we going for violence? Are we going for trickery? Are we going for talking? Can we go? Well, there's for not much I can do to help here? you out here. Menowin. Think... Sorry. Uh, Menowin kind of pushes herself into a sitting position and and scooches back to lean against the wall. She's panting heavily, and she says, "I, I don't think I'm going to be much help to y'all." Um. Are, is there any any other point of egress from this room other than the door that's being slammed on? The only do- only only door in here is is the door that's being slammed on. There are no windows. There's no hatches. There's no nothing. The only other thing inside the room, besides the runic circle, which is now sputtered out, and the door is being crashed down upon, is the uh, decorative weapons that are displayed on the opposite wall. I will um sort of go through my cards. And say, okay, we'll try to see if this one uh, back away from the door, and I'll throw out the Ace of Hearts of my deck of illusions, which summons an illusion of a red dragon. Wow. Oh. All right then. Um, Gorzich will go to the decorative weapons on the other side and see if there's any sort of like trick wall or you know hidden any hidden anything hidden back here to maybe we can get out. Okay, give me an investigation check, please. My pleasure. That would be a... Who? Nine. You're kind of feeling around the wall. You can't find any levers, any trick... Trick, uh... Buttons or any kind of give in the wall whatsoever. As you're feeling around frantically as the door begins to splinter behind you. You can see the faces of the orcs behind. The door is... Smear seconds away from being broken through. These weapons on the wall are. Is there a staff or. Oh, Koji handed you a his quarter staff. Oh, lovely. I missed that. I apologize. Uh, Menowin's going to pull herself up to her up to her foot and lean heavily on the staff. Any, phys- any physical thing, including attacks or any kind of physical um, ability checks that you make, Menowin? will be at disadvantage with a minus four penalty. Okay. Well, naturally, I just lost a leg. As the door is broken through and orcs start come pouring in, I need everyone to roll initiative, please. They don't Absolutely. get stopped by the red dragon? Not yet. Manowin got an 18. Dirty 17. 20. 17 for Koji. Nine it's a, for Gorzich. It's a 19 yeah. for Prism. Naza got a 10. Alright. And I'm going to be rolling a wisdom saving throw 
for each of the orcs, there are currently 16 orc foot soldiers, and you can see four rather large orcs with burning sigils like tattoos across their body and flaming weapons that are behind 16 orc foot soldiers. For the orc foot soldiers, wisdom saving throw is an eight. DC on the cards is 15. And for the others is a 14. So the eight retreat backwards, barreling through their lieutenants as the four lieutenants head into the fight. And that'll bring us up the road on as the 16 orcs flurry run back out back out of the door and they're left with the four fiery looking orcs in front of you what do you do what do i do what do we do i'm gonna run over kind of around so they're all kind of coming through the door i'm going to drink a red potion and cast burning hands in a 15-foot cone centered around the door that they're all coming through. So that is a dex saving throw, DC 14, from anyone so in that 15-foot tar- cone. So you are, from my impression, you are targeting the 16 orc foot soldiers that are yeah. in the doorway, or the four that have already made it past the doorway? The four that have made it past the doorway. Okay. As the fire washes over them, they continue, not even breaking a step. Oh. They walk through the fire, their flesh being seared and burned. They continue to walk. You smell the, the nostrally terrible smell of hair burning off of their skulls. As they continue, pressing forward, unfazed by the fire, it gives just as much air to them. Amazing. That's all I can do. That'll bring us to Prism. You are up. Oh boy. Oh goodness me. Um, well, yes, we're going to do that. Prism, so I'm going to run to the front of our group, make sure everybody's at least behind me somewhat. Um, and you see uh, at the core of Prism, her, like underneath her armor, you can start it kind of see it start to glow a little bit and then eventually the whole body starts to glow and then that glow just comes into her neck and I'm going to do a breath weapon in a 15 foot cone uh, it's a DC 13 deck save that'll hit all four of the higher you yeah <clears throat> and that's a deck saving throw correct yes DC 13 alright that's a Four for the first one, a natural 20 for the second, a 9 for the third, and a 13 for the last. Okay, so two failures, one save, one full stop save. Correct. Would you care to describe to me the damage? Uh, It is radiant damage. Eight points of it. What happens as they are bathed in this radiant energy? Uh, It is just... Um, you can't really see it too much, but within that radiant energy, there's actually 
very, very fine crystalline particles that is what Prism is expelling. And you just see these little cuts, but just all over uh, these orcs. They start to appear just a little nick on the arm, little nick on the arm. And then all of a sudden, the whole arm is just kind of spilling blood out of it. Uh, and then that wound is instantly seared over as the radiant light hits it and kind of burns it and cauterizes it almost immediately. They continue their advance. You can tell that this obviously hurt them. Then the wind came from the pain, but steeled in their resolve as they continue forward. With my bonus action, then, I will cast Ensnaring Strike upon my rapier and then kind of take a defensive stance at the front of the group. All right. That brings us up to Menowin. All right. Um, how far away are the four orcs from me? At their current spot, they are 15 feet away from you. All right. I'm going to hop five feet forward. And as a bonus action, I'm going to use Daunting Roar. And the four orcs need to succeed on a wisdom saving throw, DC 12, or become frightened of me. First is a failure. Second is also a failure. Third is also a failure. And fourth is a success. Alright, so those three um, are frightened of me until the end of my next turn. And then I'm going to... I'm going to pull a hand axe out of my belt and throw it at the one that's not frightened of me. As you are throwing your axe, you let out this furious roar. You see for a moment, a fleeting moment, the fear enter these orcs' eyes and fire, brilliant and deadly, washed through their eyes. The loud pop of the eye bursting in the socket as they continue their steps towards you. Fear broken away. Roll with your attack. That's a 22 to hit. That will hit. You did roll that with disadvantage and a minus four, correct? Oh, no, I didn't. Shit. Shit. So that's a 12 to hit. That will miss. As you stumble throwing your weapon and it clatters off to the side of the orc. Then pressing their advance forward. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna finish my turn by hopping back to lean against the wall. Again. That'll bring us up to Scree. As the orcs are closing in, only 10 feet away from you now, what do you do? Scree looks at the situation carefully and then his hand, which was still on the handle of his hand axe, releases the hand axe and he pushes forward to the front of the party. Uh, he then throws out his hand and attempts to cast Frostbite. Okay. I'm sorry, that's just a straight d20 roll, correct? That uh, should be a constitution saving throw. Which tar- which creature are you targeting? One, two, three, or four? It casts a cone, so whatever he can hit. Are you casting Frostbite, correct? That's correct. Screen? Okay, Frost Frostbite is one target. One target you can see within range, which is 60 feet. So you must pick one of the four. Uh, my apologies, whichever one is closest. All right. so you're targeting number one. That'll be a constitution saving throw. That'll be an 18. Uh, that would be 22. All right. As he fails, 
You can go ahead and roll the damage now. That'll be a d6 of cold. Uh, that'll be six points of damage. Right. As he is frozen, covered in ice, you see him slow, just a bit, and the fire melt the ice away, still hurting him, tearing away at his flesh, graying, and, and he continues his advance. That'll bring us up to Koji. Oh, uh, yes. Um, Koji will draw a card out of another deck that he has and press it to his chest. And I'll be spending two of my sorcery points to cast Quicken Spell to cast Mage Armor on myself as a bonus action. And you see the playing cards sort of, sort of shimmer and merge into a magical aura around Koji. Um, and then uh, Koji will just sort of kind of turn and give a quick look at the, um, I'll say the third of the the orcs, and just sort of give a little bit of, hey, ugly, this is gonna hurt. And I'll snap my fingers and cast Mind Sliver as a cantrip. It's a spell save uh, that is a intelligence save DC 15. That'll be a 19. That is unfortunate. And that is, um, let me see, that is all. That'll be all for your turn then, Coach? Yes, yes, sorry. As the fiery orcs close in, they first reach prism and then scream. The first reaching prism, he raises his great axe. A wash in flame, he brings it down with a vengeful blow. It'll be a 12 to hit on you, prism. That will miss, prism. As he swings again, that'll be a 15 to hit. Prism's able to get their shield up in time and block it. The, the orc clashes with you, ready to rip you apart, the fire burning through its eye sockets. Barely even alive, truly anymore. This feels less an orc and more demon of some sort. As the second reaches Scree, again, a great axe is swung indiscriminately at the center of Scree's head. It'll be a 19 to hit on your screen. Unfortunately, Scree is not able to dodge in time and takes the hit. It'll be a total of 15 slashing damage and eight fire as the axe is brought down center of your head. Unfortunately, it knocks Scree out cold. He collapses on the floor. The orcs press their advance, moving over like a tidal wave of destruction uncaring and unyielding about those in front of them. The next orc presses forward. This one swinging at Koji. That'll be a 19 to hit on you, Koji. Uh, yeah, that'll hit. Ouch. As the great axe is brought across your shoulder, that'll be 11 slashing damage. Oh, oh, that was, um... And six more fire. Mm-hmm. Now there, we can we can still talk this out. They do not speak. They do not show expression. Only an indiscriminate hatred towards that which is in front of them. As the next orc collides with you, Delarian, he swings his great axe towards you. That'll be a 25 to hit. Delarian, does that hit you? Hit me? Yes. That'll be 13 slashing damage. 
and four fire as it tears through your flesh. And that will bring us up to you, Delarian, as the orcs continue forward. What do you do? How big is this room? This room is 30 feet wide and 30 feet long. I am going to... I am going to activate my blood curse of the marked, marking the creature who attacked me. Okay. And I'm going to amplify it, taking 1d4, which will be 1. So I grant myself advantage on my next attack against him. And I will shoot him in his stupid face with my crossbow. Alright, roll to hit. Real quick, before I forget, Koji, do you have to roll con uh, concentration on the dragon? Uh, I do not need to concentrate on the dragon. Alright. Uh, 27 to hit? That will hit. Uh, so they're gonna take 1d10 plus 6 uh, piercing damage. And then 2d4 radiant. Wow, that was terrible. Uh, so they take a total of 12. As he winces from the pain, breaks off from the rest of the group, bends over, huffing. The fire burns through the wound, and it closes. He straightens himself up and readies to attack again. Naza, you're up. Naza sees that a lot of the people that she is currently sided with are uh, being hurt and one person has already gone down and you see that one of the tattoos on her chest starts to glow and Naza also kind of radiates a bit of a light and I'm going to use one of my um, wild shapes to as a bonus action uh, go into my starry form of the chalice and I'm going to rush over to where Scree fell and, and cast um, Cure Wounds on them. Running over to where Scree is will invoke a tap and tackle opportunity on the one that fell, Scree. Will you still like to continue forward? Can I instead cast a healing word? Yes. I will do that. And I'll say, now's not the time to go down. We need to all get out of here somehow. And we'll scree gets eight points of healing back. And as part of the chalice form, I can also give hit points to another creature that's within 30 feet of me. And that's the same as 1d8 plus my wisdom modifier. So I would like to give it to whoever looks like they got hurt the most, whoever looks like they're bleeding the most at the moment. I'm down to 11 out of 30. Uh, Koji appears worse than that at 6. Cool. <laughs> wow. Um, okay, so I, I think Koji gets 7 points of healing. Much appreciated. Sorry for the earlier and comment. Well, I guess I can't hold it against you. And I'll take a couple of steps back in the direction of, of where Mianen was um, standing against the wall. Then that will bring us to Gorzic. Alright, um, Gorzic will reach down to her holster and pull up her revolver, which is a three-barreled revolver uh, with a, a polished red hilt. And she will 
fan it and take three shots as the barrels turn with each shot. The first one being towards the orc that was right in front of Scree. That will be a 16 to hit. That will hit. All right. That will also be sneak attack, I assume, because Scree is within five. That is correct. So that'll be 13 from the shot. All right. Another six from sneak attack. All right. Got it. And then um, if it doesn't go down, I'll take another shot at it. It is still very much so still alive. That is a, that is a 10. That will miss. And then the third is... Ooh, that's good. 22. That will hit. 12 damage on that last shot. And then uh, with a bonus action, Gorzich will use the ability Eye for Detail to make a perception check to spot a hidden object or make an investigation check to uncover clues. There's got to be some other way out of here. So should I make a perception or an investigation? Investigation check, please. Better. That's a 19. Right. As you look around frantically, you realize with utter certainty that this is the only way out. You are in a room that very well may not even be truly a room more than a tomb for the rest of you all. Damn. Um... Well, with her other hand, she'll reach down and um, grab a small handle and with a flick of her wrist, sort of a telescoping rapier flits out. All right, here we go. And that's the end of the turn. He walks just outside the door. Will a natural 20 on their wisdom saving throw against the dragon steady their resolve? And throw in javelins. Oh well, I only had one of those dragon cards. Rodon first. That'll be a twenty-one to hit on the javelin. Oh, um, so they they come in? No, they are throwing through the doorway. The okay, because I was on like the side of the doorway, so I would have cover. Yes, I will give you half cover. Okay. The so twenty-one. Well, that's still a hit. All right. That'll be six piercing damage. All right. As the orc throws its javelin, it's sliding right across your midsection, tearing into your flesh. As the next orc throws its javelin, he targets Prism and misses quite insanely with a seven dead. The next orc rolls against Menowin. That'll be a 19 to hit. Yeah, that'll hit. And that'll be five piercing damage as the javelin sinks into your left shoulder. The next orc throws its javelin. This one targeting Scree. That'll be a 21 to hit on your Scree. Scree's still prone from having fallen unconscious. Scree was healed for eight. 21 hits. That'll be four piercing damage as you sit up from the heels and then get hit again, this time in the shoulder. The next orc throws at Koji, a 20 to hit. Yes, that will hit. And that will be eight piercing damage as the javelin pierces your midsection. 
Oh dear, Swindler, if I've ever entertained you at least once in this life, a little help would be nice. New York throws again. An 11 to hit. Centered directly at Naza. Does an 11 hit you, Naza? An 11 does not. Thankfully. The next orc throws his javelin at Galarian. That'll be an 11 to hit. That will not hit. The following orc throws its javelin. This one aimed directly for Gorsuch. That'll be another 11 to hit. Uh, 11 does not hit. As javelins go flying into the room, you all realize that you are hopelessly and dangerously outnumbered, but while they may be missing in ludicrous fashion currently, they are still coming through the door. As the next door throws, this one coming for prism. They tend to it. No, ma'am. This one coming for Menowin, a 22 to hit. Yes, ma'am. That'll be a six for piercing damage, as the javelin pierces right into your other shoulder. The next orc throws its javelin, this one at Rodan again. A twenty to hit. Also hits. And that'll be five piercing damage. As the final three orcs throw, all three heading straight for Naza, who has used healing magic and may have understood this. First is a natural 20. Second is a 19. And the third is a 20. Yeah, they all hit. <laughs> For the natural 20, I will refer to the flavored enemy critical hit chart. As I've rolled a 27. That is going to be max damage. For those of you who are new, you can refer to live chat with the crit chart here in a moment, as you all are able to use its benefits as well. As you will take 9 piercing damage from the first attack, 7 piercing damage from the second, and 9 more from the third. Naza is barely standing. What are you doing as you are pelted with all three of these javelins at once? I stumble back as I'm being hit bleeding out all over. I almost feel as if the life is being drained out of me, but because I am also a proud Ganyid, I stand tall and I'm filled with anger and I'm ready to hurt them. That'll bring us to Rodan. <sighs> I'm gonna peek around the corner. Um, what kind of check would it be to figure out if these minion orcs, uh, are immune to fire or not? You can make an Arcana check to discern that. Alright. It's an eight. Well, you feel as though they are probably not immune to fire, but you can't be certain. What should we do? Fuck it. I'm gonna drink another potion and I'm gonna cast Burning Hands down the hallway. So that's DC 14. You see a 14. That's a dex saving throw, correct? Yes. Alright. 
That'll be an 11. All right. So they're going to take 3d6. Let me roll that. All right. Nine damage to each of them. As you burn them away, the fire washing over them, cleansing them. The smell reaching your nostrils of the burning, searing flesh, the hair on fire, the leather smoldering on their skin, fusing with them. You're filled with a sense of glee mm-hmm. as you hear the screams of agony. Mm-hmm. <laughs> writhing in pain. Brings us to prison. Well, that's something we're going to have to talk about later. Looking at just the cackling person next to them. Um, <laughs> there's still a person in front of me, correct? That is correct. Cool. Uh, well, now that I have my ensnaring strike on, I will make a rapier strike at this individual. Roll to hit. Oof, no. That's an eight. That will miss. Is there... Anything else you would like to do with your turn, Prism? Yeah. Uh, I would like to use my... Harness Divine Power as a bonus action. I can touch my Holy Symbol and regain one expended spell slot. Uh, no higher than level one. So I'm going to do that and regain the spell slot I used. Uh, and then just hunker down. Trying to form some sort of line... Uh, actually, is there a way that I can rotate myself to where I get in front of some of these people and kind of get in between me and the people throwing javelins and whatnot? Yes. Yes, you can. Um, to do so, will invoke one attack of opportunity, though. I'll take it. All right. I'll make that attack of opportunity here. That is a 19 to hit. That's going to be a miss. As you narrowly dodge, dodge the blade, the axe following into the stone beneath your feet. You steady yourself against them, ready, willing to fight back this horde. Menowin, that brings us to you. Um, Menowin is, uh, I'm, I'm gonna grab another hand axe from my belt and I'm gonna throw it at the nearest orc. Or... A 13 to hit? That will miss. As you feel the shakiness of your body giving out underneath you. The blood loss truly getting to you. While you may have closed the wound, the blood is steeped from your veins. The dizziness is letting in. You are not sure if you will ever, ever see the light of the Torre again. Uh, how, far am I, how far am I from the wall of weapons? Uh, you, it's ten feet behind you currently. Uh, are there any throwing weapons on said wall? Uh, yes, actually. You can see t- two ringed blades, like discs, hollowed out in the center. Uh, I would like to make my way to the wall. Alright. Use my movement to head over to the wall. Alright. And that's the end of my turn. All right. 
That'll bring us to Scree. Scree, you are up. Okay, so Scree looks around at the situation, desperately trying to come up with a solution, and can't really come up with anything. Uh, so he decides. I'm sorry. How many orcs are left? There are still. Uh, there are still sixteen orcs in the doorway and four of the fiery-looking orcs that are still standing. None have been fouled yet. Understood. Uh, An angry Scree, now with a grudge, uh, decides that he's going to attempt to cast Eldritch Blast on the orc that tailed him earlier. Roll to hit. That's a 10. And the blast washes over. You notice that it just narrowly misses, searing the side of the face of this orc, but not stopping him. The grimace, cold and calculating, is something awash in so fire, is ready to strike you down once again. Okay, so Scree is going to use his movement to also move towards the, away from the orc and towards the wall of weapons. Do so will invoke an attack of opportunity from the orc that is in front of you. Scree decides that it's worth it. Alright. I'll roll that attack of opportunity here. That'll be a 15 to hit. Unfortunately, uh, Scree is again not able to dodge the attack. And that'll be 13 slashing damage. Followed by an additional 2 fire as the great axe plunges into your shoulder. Scree calls out several unkind words as he hits the ground and blacks out yet. That brings us to you. Well, um, is there still an individual in front of me? There is, yes. Well, then that was unfortunate because it would give me disadvantage on any ranged spell attack. So we're going to go ahead and activate my Tides of Chaos ability to give me advantage and cancel out that disadvantage. Alright. And then I'm going to sort of Look out a ethereal playing card at this individual and cast Chaos Bolt at first level. That is an 11 on the individual in front of me. Yes. Understandable. Um, well, it was nice knowing you all. Uh, don't let it be said that I didn't try. And I will just sort of, uh, yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> As the orcs awash in flame roll over you all, the first making its attacks towards Prism. The first will be a 21 to hit. Just sneaks by the shield. Followed by a 24 to hit. Also hits. The first attack will be 9, sorry, 13 slashing damage. Eh? and two fire. The second, 20 slashing damage. Oh, I'm down. And four fire. As the orcs press on. The second orc engaging with Koji. It'll be a natural 20. Well, I guess 107 years was long enough after all. With a double ought, 100 on Instant. a percent draw. Okay, so that's instant death. Your head is separated from your shoulders. 
the incineration burning through your thick skin as the wound is cauterized underneath, not even leaving an ounce of blood dripping across the floor. The orc then closes the distance, wing page, throw on, second attack swings. That'll be a 24 to hit on you, Rodon. That hits. That'll be 17 slashing damage. I'm down. Followed by six fire. <sighs> third, third orc closes the gap with Delarian. Swinging. It rolls a natural 20. Cut. With a 45 on the percentile roll. That'll be double the damage. Damage will be 19 for fire to double, followed by 8 for fire. So that'll bring us to 27 double. Well, I'm down. That brings us to our last swings at Naza with a 17 to hit. Yeah, that hits. 13 slashing, followed by 6 fire. And... Nasa is also down. As York throws its great axe at Gorzich for the last attack, that is a 27 to hit. Yeah, that barely gets me. Be 15 slashing, followed by 8 fire. I am, I am down. And who all is still left standing? I think it might just be me. <laughs> Standing's a strong word for what Minowin's doing. <laughs> Lord have mercy. I'm balancing on one leg <laughs> and a staff. The orcs swarm in, trampling over those that were summoned before you and those after you. They target you with their axes, flashing away. The first, a 13 to hit. That the hits. second. 14 to hit the third and 11 to hit that's a miss the fourth and eight to hit that's a miss the fifth a 14 to hit that's a hit the hope in her voice for those two misses to hit. <laughs> that's a hit the seventh a 19 to hit that's a hit the third a natural 20. That... Wow. as i will roll the damage that is five Followed by 10, followed by 11, followed by 12, followed by 5. And the percentile roll on the crit will I be mean... a 54 as you are hacked away, body parts being strewn across the floor. The light slowly starts to fade. You all can make out only two things as light fades away. You see tendrils of black spiraling into your hearts, piercing through your bodies, and a woman clad in white far away in the distance. She screams towards you. I would like each of you to make a perception check as you lay dying. What about the already dead one? You can still make the perception check. That's a fat eight for prison. I got a ten. All right. An eleven. I, with advantage, got a two. 
because I have advantage nice. on perception. <laughs> what? I have advantage on perception because of my fox senses that I gotta do. I we gotta have a talk about that, buddy. Hey, the head is alive for a little while. Was anyone over a, was, did anyone over a 20? No. Scree rolled a 22. Oh, Scree got a Scree nat 20. Scree, nice. you hear this as you fade from the material plane. I'm sorry, adventurers. I cannot reach you. The Dark City, meet me there. I will try to get you out of there. Do not give in to the Ica. Death can hold you no longer. The afterlife awaits. Please, please do not succumb to evil. Do not give in to the dark as you all fade away. Well, it was a good run for old Delarian. Reed, you lurch upright, laying in a field of water? No, it feels like blood on your skin, black. And Icarus, it's covering you, everything but your face. You sit upright, look around, and you see all those that you died alongside here in puddles of black ichor, wherever here is. In the sky, you can see gray storms spiraling. Off in the distance, you can see a tower, white. An alabaster. It seems to be made of bone. Everyone else is dead? No, you're all dead. You all died. At least you think you are. Is this some sort of afterlife? A, a punishment of some kind? You're unsure, but no one else seems to be awake. What do you do? Oh, who was this dressing? This is towards Scree. Uh, Scree attempts to stand on shaky legs. Uh, then right. he decides to walk towards the closest person to him and see if he can wake them. Right. You see Delaria not too far from you. Scree walks over, uh, his legs becoming more steady as he moves, and... Then he kneels and puts a hesitant hand on Delarian's uh, shoulder and he gives it a gentle shake. Delarian, you awake? Yeah. Damn it. I thought for sure they had me that time. How do we get out of that? Unfortunately, I don't think we. Well, shit. We should probably try and wake the others. Yeah. There's something to be said about more bodies. Uh, Scree gets up and moves on to the next person to attempt to wake them. I'll join Scree in waking up people. Scree, you headed to Naza. Delarian, you head to Rodon. Scree gives Naza a gentle shake on the shoulder. As Naza kind of comes to, still ready for more orcs, but sees there's no more, and looks around and just is very very scared <laughs> what 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 happened where where are we i don't know but wherever we are i don't think we made it out of there if you understand what i'm saying 
I think so. As if we're trapped somewhere else now. I think we are. As I fell, as I faded out, I thought I heard a voice saying to go to the dark city and to not give in to the darkness. I guess we have to find wherever this dark city is. I agree, but we should probably wake up the rest of the And I will help to... I will help to wake up who else is still left as well. Valerian, you have Rodan, followed by Scree, you have Prism, and Naza, you have Menowin. I move to Prism and give him a gentle shake on the shoulder as well. Delarian, you wake Rodon. Wake, wake, Buttercup. We're dead. Uh, we're, we're, oh, wow. Ah, uh, Rodon's read a lot of books. Do you think he might be able to make a check to figure out where we are? Yeah, you can make an arcana check with disadvantage. All right. A nat 1 and a nat 20. So just a nat 1. Um, you're fairly certain that that this is paradise. You We're in paradise. And this is the eternal paradise that was promised. I like walk up to Delaria and I kind of grab him. I'm like, we're in paradise. This is, it's beautiful. This ain't paradise. Are you sure? My kids aren't here. Oh. Well, yeah. It's because they're not dead yet. I think that's probably a good thing, right? That makes no. people happy. No, though, they died. They, they've been dead a while. Oh. I see. Naza will head over to Mianan to wake her up and just gently shake her and say, Hey, you, you need to wake up. Uh, man. Menowin comes to and looks around and do I have do I have two legs? Uh, yes, yes you do. Um, I'm relieved that I have two legs. You are still missing a boot though. <laughs> Fuck. I kind of look around. I ain't never seen this place before. Anyone know where we are? Paradise. Uh, Hell, most likely. It's probably my fault. If y'all hadn't been summoned with me, y'all might have made it out of there. And what exactly uh, did you do to make yourself be summoned? Oh, no, nah, I was just unlucky. Uh, I'm going to go try to find Koji, and I'm going to grab him by his hair and see if his head's still attached. Scree, could you wake up Prism first? walks over to Prism and takes a knee before giving him a gentle shake-up. Prism just sh- shoots up, like, just waist only, just... <sighs> where, where, where are we? And I just look around. Why are all of you here as well? This... Apparently we're all in this together for the long haul. This isn't where I'm supposed to be. I I need to be back home. I can't end up here. Maybe there's a way out. Maybe we can find answers from that voice you heard. And I look at Scree. Yes, the voice that I heard as I blacked out. uh, It said to, to, it was a woman in white. uh, 
she said to go to the um, Dark City. She would meet us there and help us fight through this. Um, I'm going to take a guess and say that that, and Scree points towards the tower, is probably where we're supposed to be headed. Rodan, as you head towards Koji, you grab by the hair and hold the severed head of Koji. As Whoa. Koji, you, you awake. Interesting. Floating in Rodan's hands. Um, mm. <clears throat> Excuse me, I try to move my hands and flick my tail. Um, what? What's just the head? Um, oh no. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. No, I have a body. I, I have a, I have, I'm, I'm, and I try to like, look, look down. Your body stands beside you, waving at you. Oh. It looks amused to see you in this, fa- this fashion. How does the body look amused? I always have been a prankster, but I don't appreciate it, me. Do you, uh... Something you can do often. No! I'm gonna shift into a fox. Whoa! Does my body your, remain humanoid? Your head reattaches to your body as you are now a fox in Rodon's arms. Oh. You can put me down now. I don't think I want. Okay, okay. okay. Oh, so I, that's I what put the you fox down. says. I, I, I put him down. If I shift back into. Um, the kitsune form? Do I have my head still attached? Do you attempt to shift back into the kitsune form? Do <laughs> Well, do you? I do. As you do, yes, your head re- stays reattached. However, you do feel slightly... Lightheaded? I, um, grasp my ears, and then I, like, run my tails through my hands, and... Uh, Oh, I, I feel what I assume is a scar around my neck. Yes, there is a scar there. Matter of fact, you actually, when you're feeling it, you can sink your hands into the wound. Oh, oh, okay, that's... Hmm, I don't like that, don't like that. Uh, ask for consent before you pick me up next time. And, uh, where in the nine are we? You can feel free to make me an arcana check. Not very good at those, but that's a 15. Well, you are actually somewhat aware of where you are. You are in the realm known as the Spiraling. It is as most know it. The power source of all necromancy. And where those necromancers store their dead. Have they not been summoned yet? Oh, this is that place where the, um, those, the the lich folk and the, those, uh, you know, dead magic users, the the, the creepy ones, Uh, not that I judge, but just they unsettle me sometimes. Um, they keep the, um, reserves, so to speak. So it's not paradise. Why in what in the blazes would you think it gods, demons, and serpents, man? Don't you think it's beautiful here? 
I guess it's beauty after a sword, but I wouldn't call it paradise. It's not I enough find money. It discomforting. And discomforting, and Koji will sort of reach back to his neck. Is an apt word. I'm glad to see you have your leg back. Glad to see you've got your head. Zitch, you sit up from amidst a pile of ichor to all the noise. You wash away the black ichor from your face, it coating every last ounce of your skin. You see those who have fought alongside you in your last remembrance of the moment. All seemingly alive. What do you do? Gorzich takes the now cold cigar out of her out of her mouth and sort of flicks it. Well, looking around, that's two new places I've shown up. Don't know how I got any of I got to anywhere today. Uh, she make make her way up to her feet. Do any of y'all know how even got here? I think uh, we from died. The ground, we died. From I, the uh, ground where Delarian is uh, laying down, he uh, he yells, "I think we died." She'll rub the the like spot on her forehead where the axe sank in and be like, "Yeah, I got that, but I mean, uh, this seems awfully specific. The this what eight of us all showing up in the same spot and some." Yeah, afterlife. I don't like it. I think we're destined for more than just a normal life. Well, well if I'm what not... the other what one says is guess? true. Hold on, hold on. We're dead. We're done yes. with destiny. We can no, relax. No, we're not. No, we're not. Look around. Is this the kind of place you think you get any relaxing done? If Something what the other one says is true, we could be potentially summoned back as all sorts of creatures. Something interesting happens beside you, Goji, as the Ica forms. You see skeleton bones rising up out of it, coalescing and forming a shape like that of a horse as the Ica coats it, turning into black fur, red eyes peering from the sockets, and wispy hair like smoke as it looks at you with a sense of camaraderie. I, um, well, aren't you just gorgeous? And I will ruffle its, or just sort of give it a stroke, I guess. Now, what's your name there? It does not respond. It does not neigh or wicker. It only gazes at you deep into your soul as the black smoke coalesces on its back into a saddle and reins. And I like point at the, the saddle and point at me. You're gonna take me somewhere? I mean, this day can't get any worse, so a nice ride on a horseback would be quite delightful, considering the circumstances. Best hold on to your head. Yes, Wouldn't I think- Wouldn't wanna lose it again. Ha oh, ha, oh, quite the jokers, y'all. <laughs> Um, so, to the big white tower then, 
Well, I suppose I don't see anywhere else worth going. If you uh, don't mind, I'll speak to the horse and I'll climb into the saddle. As you, you do, your head rolls from your shoulder and latches onto your side saddle. And a long cloak covers your back with a high collar. Wow. Manowin's just gonna gonna snort and laugh a little bit. And, but you know, I think I read a book about you once. It's odd. You can still see as if your head's attached to your shoulders. As you look down at your head on your thigh, you see instead a flaming pumpkin. A, a flaming pumpkin? A flaming pumpkin. Oh... Oh, well, yeah. Um, that pumpkin looks rather spicy. Can I try to get off the horse? You most certainly can try. I will try to get off the horse. As you do, your head rolls back onto your shoulders and turns back into your kitsune form as the horse disappears into the ichor. I, um... That was... <clears throat> I will sort of like hold back a vomit in the back of my mouth. Uh, questions. Maybe, maybe not on horseback then. I think my feet are. I like my head where it is. Note to self: don't the climb on Icar monsters. Even I if they the are rest pretty. Of us all... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I said even if they are pretty. I assume the rest of us saw that as well. Yes, yes, you all saw the exact same thing. I don't know, that might be useful when, if slash when night falls, having, we can use the pumpkin head as a light source. If we need light, and I'll snap and try, I guess, to cast my dancing lights. You cast dancing lights, balls of red fire flicker into existence dancing around you see i can i can do light and um maybe our, our friend over there can amplify it i don't know have you ever tried that and i'm speaking to prism have i ever tried i just sort and of you spoke. just you just see prism's eye just go wide as soon as you mention amplifying light um <laughs> mm, ah, maybe not then <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I apologize. I apologize, and I will turn off the dancing lights. And I understand. What do you all do? Uh, Menowin's gonna try walking on her legs. She's gonna stand up and and take a few steps. Uh, does it fall off? <laughs> your your leg still seems to stay in its place. Can you put your fingers in the seams like the fox guy did? Hey, we have a name, you know. I didn't know. We all died pretty quick. I, I mean, we're called Kitsune. I... Oh. My name is no... What? My name is Koji. I guess there's no... Oh, that would actually be a good idea. Maybe we should kind of do a... around. Perhaps we should introduce ourselves. Yeah been through enough i think that's probably a good idea well i'll i'll start my my name is menowin i uh i'm not sure i'm not sure where we came from where i came from 
to be honest. There's there's some holes in my memory. I'm uh, Koji. I don't really have a home either. I move from town to town and sell wares and perform magic shows. Wish I could have seen one. I've been living out in the dunes on an oasis. <laughs> You're probably happy and not having seen one of my shows. Uh, my audiences don't usually make it out uh, with the coin purses intact, if you catch my meaning. Oh, you're one of those. Was, I guess, now. Oh. R- right. Yeah. So, what about what about you? And Meadowin turns to Prism. Um, I'm... not really sure. All... All I've been called for the last several years is a prism. Or the prism. I'm not... It kind of all blends. I'm, I guess you can call me that. I haven't seen really anything outside in the last several years. So I'm not too sure what's going on. Well, perhaps we'll find a name that suits you better. And you just you just notice like at the end of it like her gaze and her voice kind of starts to just drift off slightly. I'm a Gorzicella Helfrin. I uh, private investigator, um, former city guard, mostly just working small, you know, where's my husband go at night kind of cases. But uh, gotta say this is a little. More interesting, if not over my head. Oh, no. No offense. I guess I'll have to get used to the... banter and figures of speech. And why don't you ever lose your head over it? Okay, now that one was uncalled for. (laughs) Now you're getting a little (laughs) hot-headed. All right, all right. Easy, easy there, pumpkin. Calm down, calm down. You notice off in the distance, each one of you notices a skeleton approaching. No weapons. Oh. Just a skeleton walking towards you all. Oh, hey there, friend, and I will cast friends. Bones. What can uh, we help you with? Yes, sorry, I'm... Yeah, to welcome the newcomers. Very nice. And, um... What is the welcome package? Uh, yes. I'm going to bring you to the Tower of Bone so that you may find your new home. I'm sure you'll have quite the accommodating... Who's a... Whose bones is the Tower of Bones made of? Is it, is it polite to ask that sort of question? I don't know. I'm just curious. Accommodating. Yeah, is it one big... Is this Tower of... Is it one big bone? That would be a big bone. Yeah. The Tower of Bone is made with the bones of Gebenax. So then shouldn't it be the Tower of Bones plural? No. Can I uh, roll perhaps religion to see if I know who... Gabinax is. Can I also do you, this? You can make you can make history checks. I'll do it too. 
You know, Koji's not that smart. I got a nat 20. Got a 13. I got a 6. Got a 12. Rodon, you're quite familiar with this tale. Gavinax was the child of Meritsega, a very ancient and powerful dragon born to she who houses the souls of the dead. Gavinex was ancient and powerful and was defeated by a furbolg hero of ages long since past and named long forgotten. And Rodanek never appeared again after that what? defeat. Wow. This is made from the bones of Meritsager's child. Um, do do Iker horses appear to people regularly upon arrival here, or is that a uniquely me thing? That means that your role has already been decided, Duran. My <clears throat> excuse me, my what? Your role. You see, you are here to serve your necromantic master, that who claimed your soul upon your death. Well, that's a problem, because I don't remember making a deal for my soul. Oh no, you were claimed. Like... Without consent. Like a plot of land, unbelonging until one plunges its flag into it. Claimed by who? That we all claimed. You all will get that answer at the Tower of Bone, should you seek to know it. I am afraid you do not have a death certificate with the name of the individual who claims you to be presented. Oh, that would be too convenient now, wouldn't it? Hmm. Yes. That is some necromantic humor for you. This is the part where you laugh. Honestly, the bureaucracy here could use some reworking. Uh, I guess you have like a central government official that I could possibly talk to. Rewrite some codes. Yes. Good. Now, follow me to the bone tower, if you will. I'm going to try to, um... Out of curiosity, Koji's going to try to think of the horse again. The reins summon to your hand, and the horse appears beneath your legs, rising up out of the acre. And I, my head turns into a pumpkin again? Yes, it does. Oh, that's going to get some getting used to. When he talks, does the sound come out of the pumpkin head or the head on his side? The sound comes out of the pumpkin head and the mouth moves as well. Oh, that fucking weird. I didn't choose this, mind you. It was inflicted upon me. I want to know what I get to be. I would rather continue being myself, if you don't mind. Yeah, same here. Let us head to the Tower of Bone, then. You always get your answers there. And from there on, it's to the Dark City. What Duran. is the Dark City? So you go scree. Uh, Skeleton, Mr. Miss. What do we call you? Do you have a name? Well, if I had a name in life, it is long since forgotten. Me, at least. So, those here, uh, those here jokingly refer to me as 
Scald. Scald. And do you like this name? Well, I remember correctly. I think it is a pun based upon my race when I was living. Okay, that didn't really answer my question, but do you mind if we call you that? I think I had a sense of humor when I was alive, so I suppose that's fine. Hey, Scald. Uh, Is there anything we should be worried about on our trip there? Is it dangerous here? The trip to the Tower of Bone is easy enough. It is the trip to the Dark City afterward, should you wish to make it. That is the difficult one. Well, I suppose we can talk about that later, should we make that decision. So, shall we? I can't wait. Lead the way. I suppose there's nothing else to do here, is there? What is um, your name? And I sort of lean down and pat the horse. I'm sorry, what was that? Do you wish to know my name? Well, if we're going to be um, <clears throat> connected like this, I suppose it is fitting that we get acquainted. My name is Brimstone. Brimstone. Well, nice to br- meet you, Brimstone. Name's Koji. Right. Perhaps we will make all sorts of art together. I think we'll get up to a lot of tricks. <sighs> Steal a few treats? I like the way you think. Menowin's gonna just stare thoughtfully at, at the horse. You know, something's just occurred to me. If this here's Brimstone, does that mean fire's just around the corner? Uh, I suppose I'm the fire. And I'll make a little prestidigitation flame. You all walk towards the Tower of Bone. It grows ever larger, looming. You can see the landscape around you starting to show variation. Behind the Tower of Bone, you can see very intricate detail. A slightly unnerving sight there. Off in the distance, you see looks to be a field, rolling hills, but they're red and fleshy, bleeding with rivers. And across that, you see a city far away, off in the distance, a city of black spires and dark buildings, miles and miles away. As you enter towards the front of the Tower of Bones, the tower sits largely, about 350 feet high, the entrance large, about 18 feet high and 15 feet wide. Spold looks at you all. Well, you all can head on inside. You will find the master at the top of the tower, and he will set you about your role and give you instruction on how to make the journey to the Dark City, should you wish. I will uh, climb down off of Brimstone and turn back into a kitsune. 
right? I'm not Push. comfortable with this. What if we don't like our role? Um, I'm not sure I have a choice. So maybe I go first and let you know what happens? Well, we can't very well let you go alone. Yeah. Darling, I've done most Trust things me. in my life alone. I could do Listen, this too. I, I wouldn't be caught dead letting an ally go off on their own. Agreed. I think it's best to stick together. I have no doubt that you can handle this on your own, but I think in this situation, uh, there's strength in them. Yeah. Perhaps we it's all my better go judgment. together. I'm, I'm in. We all agree. We want to get out of here, don't we? That was a good joke. You understand the necromantic humor. Costed, <laughs> I am... I... I'll try my best to get the rest of you out of here, at least. I don't think there's any... And I tip my head. You know, and any going back from me. Well, don't get ahead of yourself. Oh, for the love. <laughs> as, as Scald walks away. You know, I, I've seen worse. I think we could patch you up. I... Appreciate the offer of Rodon, but um, I don't think I have a choice anymore. Yeah, Shall I also we? Don't think. Go in. Yeah. Alleyho. I don't like it, but here we go. You see the spiral staircase leading up the Tower of Bone. You can see the torsos of humanoids laid out, the ribs cracked open, the stairs being made of their internal organs. You can see the faces of them writhing in agonizing pain, the arms bent backwards, braced stairs, getting an getting up towards the top. Necromancer's domain indeed. Please, just, you don't have to go up there, please. Stop the pain. Is this one of those situations where we choose to ignore the voices? The pain, please. Just kill me. Kill me. That, that'll stop it. I can die again, right? Please, just end it. Where are, are, they, from? are these the kind of roles that we might be in for? No, I think we're more important than that. But... I'm going to pull out a crossbow bolt and try to stab the one in the head who's begging. Bolt enters into the eye, and the stare disappears. Oh, uh... I don't think we can do that much more. No, you, 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 you can make it up another stair. Just please, you can make that step, but please, please, stop. I don't want to suffer anymore. It's been years. Please. Please. I'm so sorry. Koji will just continue walking up the stairs. You hear him writhe in agonizing pain underneath your every single footstep. <sighs> We've suffered long enough. What do we do? Can I use prestidigitation to create a uh, harmless sound that 
like directly in my ears that drowns out the noise. I'm so sorry. As everyone around you, you all can hear the agonizing screams every time you take a step. As your foot sinks into their organs, squelching underneath your footsteps, you continue walking up. Uh, when uh, Rodon stabbed that first one, you saw his eyes kind of turn back to what looked like normal eyes. And now as he walks up the stairs, his eyes dilate again and he kind of just quietly chuckles to himself is stone faced as we climb the stairs but you see she's biting her lip hard enough that her tusk is Menowin is staring straight ahead but you can tell she's worked up and there are tears streaming down her face her hands are balled into fists and her knuckles are white because she's clenching her fists so hard. Scree, how about you two? Scree is doing his best to tune everything out, but he is acutely aware of the talons on his feet and the effects that they would have on these souls as he's trying to climb these stairs. And... Stop the pain! <laughs> Naza is deeply disturbed, but has a resolve that she needs to keep going because that's the only way that hopefully somehow she can make it back. Uh, Prism, uh, noticing Scree, kind of try to walk gently and then looking down at their own exposed talent feet, um, will close their eyes briefly and again start to glow and uh, will manifest, I will use my gem flight ability to manifest spectral wings upon my back um, and start flying up the stairs and I will stop next to Scree and be like, would, would you mind if I grabbed you real quick? I think both of our feet are not equipped for this. On the contrary, I would appreciate it. And I will just pick up Scree kind of princess style and just fly up these stairs. Alright. Scree secretly enjoys it. You all make your way up the stairs. The dead writhing in pain underneath your footsteps. You finally make yourselves up to the top. Where the final one you made a step old and decrepit looking just looks at you calmly and quietly not even making a sound as you step into his organ do not anger him that's what happened to us do not do not who's him as you see, at a desk, a skeleton, a skeleton in deep purple robes, looks up at you all. Wow, if it isn't my new arrivals. <laughs> good to finally meet you all. My name's Clack. It's good to finally uh, <laughs> get to know you all. So. I assume you're this master we're supposed to meet. 
Oh, <laughs> I wouldn't charm me like that. No, I am just a humble servant of this tower. A middling, if you will, to the great Dark Lord Darnsor. No, I'm just here to... You all settled in. So, um, would you all do me the honor of introducing yourself? Well, as I said, I guess I'll go first. Um, true names, then. If you would be so kind. I rumor. And it is good. Glad to finally meet you. What happened to me? What what am I? Good time. Yes, all in good time. You will have your answers. No, first, first we must have the names of the others. So, you there can go. Could I? Could I interest you in introducing yourself to me? Please, of course. Where are my manners, after all? Bree is nervous, but it's best not to show it as he draws himself up. Uh, my name is Scree Brock, sir. Good. Good, good, good. Good to finally meet you. Yes, yes. We will, we will find a place for you, yes. And you, my young dragonborn friend, I sense that your name is lost even to you. Is that true? Prism will just look down and then look to the side and... Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm trying, but I, I, I just... It's okay. Do not worry. It's okay. We will give you new things here. New things that will be yours. Things for you to truly identify with. So, what would you like to be called? It is up to you, after all. Your name. For you. So. Any ideas? Uh, I, I, I only... I, I only know... Of... Of... What I've been called. Do you want Prism. to continue to be called that? You are at a crux, after all. A junction away point now is the time for you to change your entire identity if you so wish so if that is something you want you can do so no no i think i think it fits prism you shall continue to be no other name fits you better now who shall be next Anyone? If we refuse, what's... His eyes, which you hadn't noticed before, inside his skull. Pitch black. Save for the small, small purple dots in the center. Rock towards the top of his brow. Well. <laughs> but then, things could get ugly. Nasty. Oh. Potentially even downright cruel, and I don't think anyone here amongst you all would want that, no? Hmm? No, I think it's better that we 
keep our manners and, well, our flesh for those who have it. <laughs> yes? Gorsuch pauses for a moment, thinking back to the climb. Gorsuch. Gorsuch Helfrin. Meet you. Yes, 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 yes. It's very, very good to meet you. I am honored. Truly. I could say likewise, but I'm not sure about about where we're headed, or much of really anything at this point, to be honest. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I will fill you in on your options after the introductions are through. So, how about you there, friend? As he looks at you, a Delarian. Oh, man. I suppose you can call me Delarian. No, but no. Yes, I am sensing that there's much blood on your hands, Delarian. You'll fit in well here. I doubt that, mister, I don't mean to misgender you or nothing, uh, you see, I, the only blood on my hand is the blood of monsters, from where I'm sitting, you seem to be on the side of the monsters. But, and everything, everything that lives its life thinking is righteous, isn't it a monster to something else? From where the monsters you slay sit, are you not the monster? You know, I never stopped to ask him. After my own heart. I'd tell you where it is, but I seem to have misplaced it. <laughs> and you, could I please have your name? He looks at you, Naza. Naza... Heaves a bit of a defeated sigh and whispers, "Just Naza. My my name is Naza." Oh, <laughs> so it is. So it. How do you feel about being here, Naza? Are you excited? Is it everything that you ever wanted? Are you looking forward to eternity? This can't be eternity. Nor it can. <laughs> Did you choose us? No. No, I am not the necromancer who claimed you. And shortly after our introductions, I shall answer the rest of your questions about who claimed you? Why have they done this? And what's going to happen to poor old me? But first... First... You there, Leonin. Tell me. Tell me about you. Uh... I don't... I don't know much about me. My... My name is Menowin. Uh... I don't know much past that. Do you Lost know? Memory. Does it matter anymore? Honestly, truly, or is what matters now what lies ahead? 
Sorry, was that a little bit too soon, Koji? <laughs> You're so funny there. Sorry, you have to humor me. Do I? Well, yes. I seem to be missing <laughs> my funny bone. No, 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 sorry. Skeleton jokes are a little bit uh, dated. I apologize for not laughing. I seem to have lost my larynx. Oh, yes, that does happen in the occasional beheading. Now, <clears throat> you there. You are a interesting individual. Could you tell me a little bit about you? He looks at you, Rodon. Um, well, I... I was an alchemy student. My name's... Rodon Pierce? I, uh... Uh... <laughs> well... Well, we're dead now, right? It doesn't really matter what we say anymore. <laughs> I have two names. Okay. Rodon. And, well... We also like the name Quasad. That's, um... <clears throat> that's my friend. Here we are to have you both here. He's gonna applaud these two. Now, now that I've gotten to know each of you, does anyone have any questions for me before giving you your role? Uh, yeah, what did you do to have to spend eternity as a bureaucrat, I guess? Oh, no, no. Best I can jockey. freely come and go from here. I am not stuck here in the same manner as you. So you this choose is... this job? You could say that. I am a bit of a lieutenant. So does this role shift from time to time when you don't feel like doing it? No. When I'm not here, the tower remains empty. Oh, so people just have to wait? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, that's how it works. <sighs> Lucky for us you were here then. Absolutely. Unequivocally lucky. So click. You have a brother named Clack. Well, your entire skeleton gets ripped out from you. Jesus. Oh! As your body is just standing there, flayed open, as he holds your skeleton, puppets it in front of you as you are in agonizing pain. I think Prism just vomits. This is what my brother looks like to you. <laughs> oh, wait, hold on. Where's the wizard at? There we go. There we go. That's what he looks like, right? Before you mess up again, my name is Clack. My brother is Click. Okay, purple, Clack, red, Click. Now, do you want the skeleton back, or are you fine just being a fleshy little pool on the ground? My dearest apologies. No, don't worry about it. It happens all the time. As he shoves your skeleton back into your body. Ouch. Now... Other questions. 
Uh, is there a spelling for your name? Just to make sure we get this right. Yes, of course. It's K L A K. Do you need me to repeat that again, or? No, thank you, good sir. Oh, of course, of course. I'm always happy to oblige. Now, shall we get on to the sorting, or are there any more questions? Is there a hat involved? No, but I like that idea. Maybe there should be. No, 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 no. No, this involves a drawing of, well, teeth. But we don't have to worry about that. Ours? No, 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 no. It's a bag. And it's not actually teeth. They're wood chips. Uh, then just call it wood chips. Well, that doesn't have the same ring to it, now does it? <laughs> no, but it's also the truth. We used to play a game like that, where like we would turn out the lights and we would we would say the things we were touching were other things and freak each other out. That sounds like a felony. What? Now I was like told noodles, by. Nerd. I was told by the uh, one who brought us here that I had already been chosen. Do I sort from this bag as well? Oh, your role has already been decided, Dulahan. Lovely. And what, pray tell, is a Dulahan? Yes, you are a dark horseman. You are... To strike fear into the heart of the necromancer's enemies. I'm a weapon. Well, yes. Yes, you are. But if it makes you feel better, you still get to enjoy the pleasures of the outside world as you ride through the forests or streets of Vittore, terrorizing the necromancer's enemy. And who, pray tell, made this decision on my behalf? Yes. Each of you were claimed by the Dark Lord Dorenzor as his servants, as he led those who killed you. The orcs, he claimed your souls before the wanderer could take you to the afterlife. So you shall be here as his weapons, each and every one of you. And at least now that you all know each other and are under the same necromancer's control, maybe you all can hang out when you've been summoned together. Doesn't necromancy usually require at least some form of contract? Oh, no, no, no. Not for those who use the spiraling black. I feel like making this sort of a consensual deal-based relationship would be much more uh, agreeable. You sound uh, like you've been listening to my brother, Peach. I uh, honestly didn't believe, didn't think you had a brother. It was just an honest joke. DM, at this point, is Darnzor a name that is well known? Absolutely. Darnzor is in the height of his power right now. Okay, okay. So we absolutely know who this who this is. Okay, cool. Hmm. So we've been claimed by the highest Dark Lord Vittore's ever seen. Yes, the one it's a true honor. Depending on who you talk to. Well, I mean, at least you weren't claimed by a third-rate necromancer living in the backwaters of Bogsboro. 
What's wrong with Bogsboro? I've been there multiple times. Well, nothing right now because it doesn't exist yet. <laughs> but don't worry about that. It certainly existed when I was last remembering. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Hold on, did we get pulled through time as well? Yes, yes, when, when you were summoned to fight on behalf of those idiotic humans, they conjured you from a point in time where you were set to die within three months. And as such, did not inadvertently affect the timeline, but as you can see, they didn't exactly conjure the heroes of... Hmm. No, they were wanting to go for something quite different if they were looking for a hero in me. We were all supposed to die recently. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Right, that's... Do you know how we were going to die? Oh, well, if you want, you can definitely research in the library within the Dark City. It contains the books of death and illustrates how each, every individual across all of time, across all of Vittori will die. And when? I think Prism just looks down at all their scars and she just kind of, well, I'm pretty sure I know how I was going. So are all of these friends of, new friends of mine here, do they share my fate? What fate is that? Has Darnzor chosen them to be weapons of his war as well? Uh, well, yes. And they will find out what kind of weapons here with the sorting. So, shall we begin? Oh, very well. Let's get this over with. And, uh, Gorsuch will step forward. Black holds out a small bag. You know, I've been burned by bureaucrats before. Why not do it again? Reaches her hand in and pulls out what she pulls. I would like you to roll me a d20, please. That's a 19. Nice. We'll see. As you reach into the bag, you feel wood chips carved intricately. You feel your hand around. As you pull it out, you look into your hand, and you see one word written in the common tongue. And it says, Deathlock. Deathlock? Yeah, Deathlock. I can't say I'm familiar with the term. Oh, it's quite interesting. You are, well, you're a warlock, undead, and you wield the powers of the spiraling black. Yeah. In service of Darnsor, of course. Well, we'll see how this goes. See how I feel about it, um... When it comes up, perhaps. She takes the chip, sort of flicks it and catches it and palms it. Goes about her way. Back to the... back to where she was standing. Menowin steps forward next and... Well, I... I guess if no one objects, I'll reach my hand in there. I'd like you to roll a d20, please. That'll be a 17. You feel around and you grasp the chip. You pull it out and you see 
two words. Sword race. Ooh, fun one. Fun one that is. You see, clerics have no ability to turn you away. You'll have much fun decapitating followers of the gods. Uh, I suppose it's the best I'm gonna do, right? <laughs> uh, Menwin takes a step back. Suppose I'll go next. All right. All the way. That's D20. three. <laughs> As you pull in, you find the largest piece in there and pull it out. And you read the words, Death Knight. Uh, Ooh. A fitting one. You will be a champion. One who will... Uh, Assuredly, slain many, many a night. Now, <clears throat> who's next? Uh, wanna try? And uh, Rodon steps forward. All away. Roll a d20. Eleven. All right. Let's see what you got. As you pull from in- inside. Oh, interesting. As you pull out a smoky piece, uh, and it says the words Nightwalker on it. Oh, wow. Thank you. What is it? You'll find out. I promise. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Next. Three steps forward. Um, does the bag have any kind of clasp on it? It has a drawstring. Nothing metallic? No, nothing metallic at all. Three uh, steps forward and reaches into the bag and hesitates for a second before pulling out a piece. Interesting. Interesting. Roll the d20. That's a three. As you pull yours, it says one word. Banshee. Three kind of cocks his head to the side and lets out a confused chirping noise. Quite interesting, isn't it? (laughs) Yes. Well, has everyone got their chip? Or is somebody... Waiting behind. Naza slowly walks forward and when she's close enough to the bag, turns her head to the side a little, squeezes her eyes shut and reluctantly reaches into the bag to grab a chip with her left hand. Roll a d20. 13. I bet you've got. As you pull out yours and you see that it says the word Bodak. I'm not sure I know what this means. Oh. It seems you're a Bodak. Or at least you will be. Twisted and distorted. You exist only to bring death and destruction. A husk of death. Sucking in all the life energy around you. 
Your very stare can kill, leaving your victim with a mask of horror, their face drawn into a shriek for eternity. Has this been everybody? Prism will step forward and just place a, her right hand in the bag and stare at Clack right in the eyes as she's kind of twirling her hand around. We'll just look at him and go, you know, the members of my order will come for me. Oh, will they? It's very interesting. I'm not sure that they'll be able to get to you here, but if they do, well, it will be entertaining, that's for sure. Yes, it would be quite the sight. And then I have rolled a 14. You pull from the bag. The bag disappears as you hold the last pick within your hand. And I have my hand closed, and then without reading it, I will just extend my hand towards Clack and just open it and let him read it. Interesting. And what fate, so to speak, does your master have in store for me? It says here that you're an Eidolon. I'll have to consult with <laughs> Dolphin Thor about what that means. <laughs> <sighs> of course I would be. Well, the sorting is complete. You all have received your role. Over time, the spiraling black will transform you into the being you are meant to be. Until then, it's the darkness that wash over you and make your way to the dark city if that is what you wish. You may join the others in their <clears throat> community. Or... You can wander aimlessly among the fields of flesh, the rivers of blood. Or if, if you'd like, you can remain here. I am in dire need of some sofas. Or a waiting room, of course. Or a better staircase. Oh yes, I am always looking to make the tower taller. Lovely. Uh, um, Mr. Clark, I did have a question about the tower. Of course. Ask it's, away. It's called the Tower of Bone, correct? Singular, but it's made up of multiple bones? You're really going to challenge the individual on... I'm just curious as to why right. it's not bones. It's made up of bone as a material, which requires multiple bones as individual objects. Yes. The grammar works. It's yeah. fine. If you had a tower that was constructed with stone, it would be a stone tower, not a stone's tower. Well, then call it the Bone Tower. I feel like this is a rather pointless conversation. Pointed conversation, if you want. I, that's not what I meant. Um, it's been a rough day. Oh, has it? You got a bit of a headache, have you? 
For the love of the doll. <laughs> oh no, you're not going to be her. Yeah. Well, I never prayed to them anyway. Curse them plenty of times, yes. Guess that's why I'm here. If you all are interested in heading to the Dark City, it's quite simple. Make your way across the fields of flesh, through the rivers of blood, and you'll find yourself there. Amongst the rest of the community that has formed there, you see some of the undead who reside here. Well, <clears throat> they haven't been summoned in quite some time due to their master's uh, unfortunate demise, so they formed a small city there. I guess it's the closest thing you could have to a semblance of life here, so if you're interested in that sort of thing, you can head there. Fields of flesh and river of blood, you say? <sighs> That's correct. I think well, the... Before we head off, um, the, the other skeletal fellow, uh, Skald, I believe, oh, yes. he's known as, said that it might be somewhat of a dangerous journey. What can we expect on our way there? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Nothing to worry about, of course. Uh, you see, the darkness that transforms you into your true selves. Well, it lashes out in the form of creatures to delve you deeper into itself, tear you asunder. So, the more you encounter these darkness, the more you sink into despair, the more you suffer at the hands of the spiraling black, the more you become your sorted self. Now, Run along, shall we? I have, uh, continents to burn. Good luck storming the castles. Thank you. This much appreciated. That was so heaven. Toodaloo, and good luck. As he disappears in a puff of purple smoke. Uh, I think we should go to the... I, I think... The, the books and stuff, I think we could learn a lot if we went there. I don't want to state the obvious, but I don't like it here. I don't either. I feel like I'm worried for all of you if you're going to turn into something similar to what I am. Well, it appears the city has knowledge. If there's a way out of here, perhaps it's hidden somewhere in there. Scree, where did you say that that woman you heard from was going to meet us? She just said in the dark city. Then over the fields of flesh and through the river of blood we go. <laughs> I'm excited! Uh, you might be the only one. Leave it to losing your head to take all the joy out of, of on death, I guess. Aww. You just need to look at it from a different angle. Yeah. Oh, this one, and I'll like pick my head up and turn it upside down. <laughs> yeah. It's, um... Very macabre, isn't it? Not quite so funny when you're on the receiving end. A little bit. 
the floor around you starts to become ethereal as a long Uh, piece of intestine folds and flails out of a body that's impaled on the ceiling and the intestine trailing all the way down to the floor. I know where this is going and uh, we're not going to like it. I think we should go. Slowly starting to disappear. Okay. (sighs) Let's leave. I guess down the fire pole. Yeah, I'm going to hop over the rope. As you guys grab the intestine and start sliding down it, you hear hear it like pulling and snagging on each individual rib as you hear the sounds of the cracking of the ribs underneath the weight of you all. I will once again use prestidigitation to try to drown out the noise for as many as our group as I can. I mean, for those of you who care about that sort of thing, I mean, at least we're only hurting like one person. As I'd rather all, not hurt any. As you all reach the bottom of the floor, the tower fades out of existence, and you find yourselves standing in the Black Kicker, looking out at the distant dark city. You are met with everything in between, rolling hills of flesh, rivers of blood, trees of bone. And you can't help but wonder, all of this made of those who have suffered here for long, or is it just some sort of macabre illusion meant to drive you further into despair? 